This is where the magic happens. I'm Angela Lovell. I'm a psychic, an empath, um, queen of fairies. Queen of fairies. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be the queen now. I've okay, decided. so this is a this is a decision we've made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh so the the I latest if, I didn't know if there was a revelation given to you saying that oh, did well, you you're like the unknown queen like you know in those movies where some kid realizes he's uh-huh. like King Arthur. Pulls the sword. yeah. I I pulled the sword. Well actually today something fell out of the cupboard all by itself and shattered at eight AM, so I got five hours of sleep. And I would like to believe it was fairies telling me to go to the park and meditate. I stayed in bed for three extra hours not sleeping um but the new news is that from sarah <laughs> is that since the fairy the fairies have stopped fucking with me like they stopped taking my stuff everything's been really calm and i was worried i thought at first it was because i was going through a broken heart you know breakup feelings sarah told me they were only taking my stuff and fucking with me because they didn't like the guy i was with and then the night that we broke up is when everything stopped. So there's Which is like, this is strange because we didn't make this connection earlier. No. And I thought it was, they were just like being cool with me because I was hurting. And no, they're totally, and I'm not hurting anymore, but which <laughs> less than a month. Look at me bouncing back all Sagittarius like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's already been a month though. Yeah. Um, hi, this is Ryan. Sorry. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> I think people know by now. Or maybe this is the first time they're listening. My name is Ryan Singer, a stand-up comedian. Um, I am also a paranormal uh, podcast host and a paranormal investigator, mm-hmm. um, actor, writer, blah, 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 blah. All the stuff, Multi-hyphenate yeah. creative type person who's into weird shit. Yeah. Um, so we. I don't want to talk about this specifically, mm-hmm. about the ongoing, I'm considering it an ongoing paranormal investigation that yeah. uh, me and a couple of my friends are conducting regarding your fairy slash troll slash yeah. gnome situation. <laughs> what we have here is a, it's a Petri dish of the paranormal that, and, and there's a couple of working theories that um, myself and uh, a couple of my friends have that we're working on that we're trying to figure out what's going on. And it's, it's a whole sprawling kind of paranormal mystery. Yeah. And, but what we didn't really, and it, and what you're telling me now actually plays into one of the theories about you having this, you know, almost like this origin story, mm-hmm. very young. Uh, you couldn't be any younger than you were when yeah. this happened. I mean, like pre-birth. Yeah, pre-birth. So that is an interesting idea because I have been speculating that I can talk about this without giving away like the stuff. It's just right. way too early for us to like go into the details of all that stuff. I believe that it is possible that all these like magical creatures and things like this have been kind of hitching a ride with you since before you were born because of all these things that had happened, all this like quote unquote crazy stuff that had happened, right? So it's like they're almost like these interdimensional yeah. like, spirit guards, right? Yeah, Who yeah. are just kind of like hanging out trying to, hey, we need to keep an eye on this one because of like all the crazy shit that was going on before you were even born and right after you were born and stuff like that. So this actually kind of plays into that a little bit, mm-hmm. which is interesting, which yeah. might narrow down the options for us here when we're doing the investigation. True. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, recently, um, I think I told you this, how whenever I meditate now, I'm, I'm seeing fairies all the time. Did I tell Can you, you describe that to me a little bit? Okay. Because yeah. uh, we have not spoken about this. Okay. So I'll 
close my eyes. And what's always really hard for me when I do a meditation, um, even yesterday when Sarah was doing like a little bit of healing on me, which I want to talk about too, um, I'll have a hard time picturing the white light because it's hard to see light when your eyes are closed. So (laughs) (laughs) People might not know this. But when your eyes are closed, it's difficult to see things it's, it's that strange. happen when your eyes are open. I don't understand. It's like our eyelids are not transparent. But, but now, whenever I meditate, as soon as I like hit my mark, very early on, like one of the first things I see, it'll be all dark and like, boom, a little white fairy like pops up right in front of me. And um, what does it look like? Like a fair? Like it looks like Tinkerbell. They look okay. So yeah. Okay, that's what I mean. Like big wings ti- and big wings. Yeah, tiny little big tiny wings. body. Yeah, and um, I feel like lately, and Sarah told me too when she first brought it up when all this stuff was happening and we started connecting on it. She said, uh, "Yeah, when you meditate, I saw a little guy with you," and um, and I was like, "Yeah, I got I got a problem." <laughs> <laughs> they're taking all my crystals. I wish they'd give it back now. I mean, I broke up with this person. They should give my stuff back, but that's probably never going to happen. Well, there is something to be said about, well, this is different. This is like when we were talking about gnomes before. Mm-hmm. A contract made. Now, whether or not you realize you made a contract, there's always going to be like, we talk about equal exchange, right? Yeah. So maybe they're it's quite possible you might not get these things back, considering I, but- if it's if they are considering it Debt paid. Yeah. Well, Sarah told me they showed her the. She's like, they're showing me a crystal, like a pink rose quartzy thing, and I'm like, yeah, that's my badge crystal. And she's like, oh, she goes, they they considered a trophy, which is this like, is like it, it, very it's not flattering. even borderline, that's, but it is kind of creepy. It's like super fair, creepy. Like even in the interdimensional oh, yeah, realm, yeah. there's creeps. But this is you know why, what I mean. Like yeah, maybe I should say princess since they have that queen I was scared to invoke. Maybe I should. Take a step back. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe <laughs> we'll work up to Queen. Everything goes missing. Yeah, we'll work up to Queen. We'll poison the Queen once you're princess. Ah! Once you're, no, I would never even joke. <laughs> I, if, I, I know they're here. I'm kidding. One of them's here, and it's gonna snitch. Yeah, do not snitch. Hey, snitches I, get I, interdimensional <laughs> stitches. <laughs> Don't go snitching. <laughs> it's funny. I really feel like there's always one with me. And I, I feel like this is this is like something that's always been part of my life that's not the same as But now you can see cats. it. Yeah, now I'm seeing them. And I think all I had to do was, um, I don't know, just like, well, and Sarah has told me um, when she works with me on psychic stuff, which um, I want to be a stronger psychic. I'm having coffee today after not having any caffeine for quite some time. Um, because I want to decalcify the pineal gland, but I'm kind of just working my way up to it. Like I'll go a week and then I'll have some wine and I, I'm just kind of like easing into it, I guess. Um, well next time I'll have a bunch of decaffeinated or like caffeine free tea. Yeah. Well, I also thought today before I bought the coffee, I was like, well, maybe I should just eat dark chocolate because that gets me real good and cracked out. And and then I just didn't feel like picking out a dark chocolate. I always forget the chocolate has caffeine (gasps) in it. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the things, too. When I was reading about the pineal gland, it said unsweetened dark chocolate is totally fine. And I was like, well, hell yeah, I can totally do this. Like, that's all. I'm very sensitive to caffeine anyway. I mean, like, I'm hardly going to drink much more of this and be totally cracked out for the rest of the day. Um, Yeah. But so the fairy stuff. Um, I also wanted to talk about the pendulum. So uh, we just told you guys like how to get a pendulum and how to use a pendulum. And my pendulum was being really strange. And I think strange is a understatement. Yes. Yeah. Um, Didn't we record it when you guys came over that night to record? Yeah, I've got video. It was so strong. That was the night when I was talking to it. And I've talked to this pendulum before, but that night 
I felt like something was off. And I had asked Sarah and she's like, she didn't look at it. She just addressed it like common sense, like, no, pendulum, that's your spirit guide. And I was like, I don't think it is. And she's like, are you cleansing it in the light? And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing all that. And um, she's like, yeah, then it's fine. It's your spirit guide. Well, yesterday she looks at the pendulum because I said I went to her with a bunch of questions and she told me opposite answers of the pendulum. And every time I warm up my pendulum and this is this is a new one. This is the one I got at the Casadega uh, gift shop across from the hotel. And it it jumped at me. It jumped off its perch at me. And I was like, oh, sure. OK, you come home with me. But I had this lovely little rose quartz one and I didn't need another one, but I thought, well, it chose me, so I'll take it home. She told me, she's like, no, that pendulum came to you with a dark energy in it. You need to bury that thing for four days. And at first I was just going to throw it in the garbage, but now I'm like, well, what if there's something trapped in it? And if I bury it, it sets it free. So I'm going to bury it in a potted plant outside of my apartment and see what happens. But yeah, that thing was telling me the opposite. And it knew I would ask it things that I did because you warm it up by asking it three things that you know that you did outside of the home so that it's not just like a creepy little spirit that's in your house. I would warm it up and it knew the shit I'd done. And maybe it was reading my mind because the other, the tricky thing with pendulums is you really got to clear your mind. Like I keep a candle burning and I just stare into the flame the whole time and forget about what I just asked and start thinking about the next thing I want to ask. That way they can't read my mind. But that thing, it told me the opposite of everything. It was telling me, don't sell your trailer, um, go to Seattle for the summer. And Sarah's like, no, she's like, get rid of that trailer. I got a huge yes from your spirit guides. You're, you're supposed to stay in LA. And I was like, I felt that. I knew that. Everything. And I feel like it was just mind fucking me. Like it knew I knew what I what I was supposed to do. And then I'm just checking in with my quote spirit guides. And it was lying to me the whole time. So, yeah, you definitely you brought that one here yeah, with you. Yeah. I don't think we should. I mean, it's kind of it's <laughs> difficult for anyone to. I mean, especially since they're not being able to see yeah. what they're doing. I definitely think you should bury it for four days. I think I'm going to bury it for because then a it week. might just have it might be in sync with your other one after that. Yeah, maybe. I don't think I'm going to keep it though. And become more of a divination tool as opposed to a possessed item or an item that's imbued with this dark energy that is like trapped inside yeah. of it or, or wants to be attached to it. Now you can kind of clean that out. Yeah, and it was crazy. I was making my little protective circle and only saying ancestors and spirit guides can and angels can come in, and it still was fucking. With well, there me. seemed to be a, and this is just because I've had this conversation with a few friends, but. By the time this comes out, it'll be, you know, over a month ago from the, like, when all this kind of stuff was happening. But there seemed to be just a shitstorm of things happening yeah. to, like, to, you know, decent people for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, there was, I had, you know, a strange series of events. And then, I mean, I, I just am an old man who needs to stay off the internet. <laughs> you know, I got swindled for some money out of my bank account. Did you? Um, through one of those like job scams and then like I got into a car accident that same night oh my god but oh, my that's car right. was totally fine because of my meditation bubble uh -huh. I mean it's cra it is I crazy I just told because, a friend yeah. writing an article about road rage about your meditation bubble I think everybody should be doing that yeah I do the um, it's that same trick that we do in the you know when you do in meditation like only love gets in only love comes out yeah of the bubble and so I'm in the loudest car accident of my life and I'm thinking to myself oh this is my day this was right after the show wow that Sarah uh, was on at the uh, Crystal Shop on Friday I night. I thought that was. I thought it was before the show. The car accident was after the show. What was the me thing? getting robbed was before the uh, show. That was the story you had to tell. Yeah, me. yeah. So, so I was robbed from my bank account. 
they kind of like cleared out my checking account. I woke up and I had like negative 36 cents. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, this is, and my first thought was, I'm an old man. Oh, Ryan, (laughs) that sucks. Grandpa, don't get on the computer. (laughs) Don't get on the computer, Grandpa. And so, um, and so, so then, sad. like, later that night, <laughs> and then we have a great time at that show. Yeah. It's called Full Moon Comedy. Oh, it was so good. Lindsay, and, uh, Lindsay Adams and Aaron Weaver. It's I a great show Adams in Los Angeles. Um, it's a great show at uh, Liberate Hollywood, which is a awesome yeah, rock Yeah, and it's shop. suggested donation. And yeah. it's got the best freaking energy just sitting in there. Yeah. felt so and good. And it's once a month. You should definitely check out that show if you live in the Los Angeles area. And so anyway, after that show, hanging out with some comics afterwards on the sidewalk, I leave and I get into a car accident. Like I'm just driving down the road and somebody pulls into traffic making a left and just crunches me in like the back part of my car. The loudest car accident I've ever been in. And I'm thinking to myself immediately upon impact, like, this is my day. (laughs) This is my day. What flashed before your eyes? I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck am I doing wrong? You know, I'm like, someone's put a pox on me is what I'm thinking. Uh. Right. So I get out of the car and the kid pulls up next to me right after he hits me. And he's like, hey, hey, listen, I'm not trying to talk about stereotypes here. I'm just painting a picture. Okay. It's a beater of a car. Oh, God. Right. There's four. Nothing to lose. Young. I'm going to guess 19 year old white kids in the car. The driver has dreadlocks. Is he high on marijuana? Oh, I'm not saying he is. Just to clarify, is. this is a white This is a white 19-year-old kid okay. on, with dreadlocks who's the driver. And then three of his, what you could assume, they look yeah. like also pals. They're just kind of like these doofusy kind of young, <sighs> you know, kind of young idiots. They're not like, hurt, they're not hurting anybody. They're not malicious. Yeah. They're not malicious. And then he pulls up next to me right after he hits me. And he's like, dude, you're in my lane. What? what? And I go, dude... I was driving. That's not a turn lane. Oh my god! And I was like, "Just pull up, and we'll." They're gonna kill somebody. I was like, "Just pull up, and we'll look at this." So he pulls up in front of me. And we get out, and so we're on like Vine and be- on like mm. kind of in between Hollywood and Nowhere Franklin, to pull right? Over, yeah. So we're in like Hollywood area. So we just pull over underneath this bridge. Um, it was fine. I was like, you know, I just put our blinkers on. It's no big deal. It's like midnight. Yeah. On a Thursday, so there's not a ton of traffic, and so. We get out of the car and I walk up and he's got three of his buddies like jumping on the front right of his car trying to like put these panels back. Like, you know, like his car is just like falling apart from this. Whoa. And there's like bungee cords out. And I'm like, bungee cords? I mean, that's quick, right? I'm like, yeah. bungee? Like, how do you already have bungee cords ready? They're fucking that car up left right? and right. And so, yeah. Well, it turns They're out like the kid was in an elves. accident They know last how to week. like put the car back yeah, together yeah. real fast. <laughs> well, the kid was hit. He said he was hit the week before because I, I was like, listen, dude, I got insurance. Um, I'm not worried about that. So you guys are okay. I'm okay. He's like, yeah, I got insurance too. I was just hit by like a drunk guy last week. That's why my car's all messed up. And so I was like, okay. And then I go, okay, let's look at my car. And he's like, he tells his buddy, Hey, go take pictures. So we walk back to my car and the kid's like, Oh yeah, right here. Here's the damage on like that back rear panel. And I was like, no, that was already there. And he's like, Oh, this right here. And I was like, no, that was already there. And he's like, uh, maybe, maybe this. And I was like, no, that's previous damage. And he's like, well, let me look under the car. Something's got to be damaged. And he looks under the car and I'm now I'm realizing my car doesn't have any damage on it. Right. Whoa. Um, and I've never been in a louder accident in my life. And so, 
And I'm like, well, let me pop the trunk. He's like, yeah, pop the trunk. This Your car is damaged. And I was like, you're the one who, you guys hit me and you're trying to convince me my yeah, car is damaged. I love which that is you're weird. not taking advantage of being like, yeah, you right. fucked up my car in these spots. So I pop up the trunk and, you know, I don't see any damage. I, I drive the car back and forth, just forward, reverse, forward, reverse. Nothing sounds weird. I get out of the car and I walk up to the, the dudes as they're still trying to like pop their car back into place. And I go, you guys aren't going to fucking believe this. But I was robbed this morning. My bank account was kind of cleared out. And there's not a fucking scratch on my car, wow. bro. And then we just start high-fiving and laughing <laughs> on then the side Then you, like, of the smoked a joint with them. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, and then there's, like, and there's, like, it was just crazy. And then we just sat there laughing about how the universe was, like, trying to balance the ledger a little bit, right? Uh. So then I went to Ralph's uh, and just walked around the grocery store after midnight laughing out loud to myself. And just kind of like saying, I believe it. It's real. Yeah. You know, like, I believe it. You got to you know? go to Ralph's Midnight and talk yeah, to yourself you, sometimes. You know, I put this like, this bubble, and my bubble is kind of like a glittery gold bubble. Oh. That's what it looks like. That's what I do for the meditation, and that's what I do when I'm driving. And I try, and I have my roots also going I'm gonna into borrow the this while I'm driving. Everybody should be doing this. So, yeah, and I'll tell you what, that meditation bubble works. But here's the thing. Damage that should have happened to my car, I'm not convinced that it doesn't get deflected and end up somewhere else. Right, because like that same night, my roommate, his clutch went out on his car. The same night, my other roommate, his car was broken into. This is all in the same like 24-hour period. And so my one roommate's like, I think there's a pox on this house. So I was like, so I just walked around burning sage and all kinds of stuff and like trying to get rid of whatever was going on. But it was like a really strange 24 hours uh, for sure. But that meditation bubble shit, that shit works. Yeah, I forget the part about the roots that you ground yourself. Oh, send them roots. Yeah, yeah. Send them roots deep down. I, I have to keep plug them in. It's like an electric cord plugging yeah, in yeah. to uh, to that ball of light and, and energy in the middle of the earth. Damn, right. But uh, trying to keep yourself. And like when I go on hikes, I'll take my shoes off and, you know, get my, you know, little piggies rolling around in the dirt. Oh, up yeah. There. But um, there is something to be said for like... I don't want to say surrendering to the belief. I mean, because yeah. it is difficult. I mean, you could be into all this stuff. And I've been into the New Age Woo for years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I mean, I dated a woman who could shapeshift. Yeah. I, I'm not You've like... seen it all. I, I'm, I'm on the believer's side. Yeah. But when it comes to tapping into individual power and individual belief, there's always been roadblocks for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh, I'm not a superpower person. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Right? And which is like, which is bullshit. Well, you need to like everybody needs to get rid of that yes. that way of thinking. It's like all these other people have amazing abilities, but I don't. I, but it's like everybody does. Yes, I have a friend I look at, and I'm not going to name this person, but um, this person, John. <laughs> I'm not going to. This person has no name, and I'm Kelly. not going to give them a name. <laughs> <laughs> so this person dabbles in the woo, but is miserable and doesn't have good things happen to them, and. I often look at them and I think it's the misery you carry because they have a like, um, who's got the cloud over them? Is it a Charlie Brown character? Oh, it's Eeyore. It's like a very Eeyore-ish, funky cloud that is always hanging over them. And I really think joy brings good stuff. And also the choosing. Like I was just texting with my friend who's dealing with all kinds of family stuff, really hardcore stuff. And um, she just keeps choosing the joy of like, well, yes, this is hard, but at least I have family I love this much that I'm willing to do this for them. And I I mean, that's really, she's so lucky. I hate my dad. I wish I had a dad I wanted to do stuff for, you know, but it's real. I think it's all a choice. 
it's and that's hard. That's the tough part. Yeah, it's really hard. Even um, I was telling you, like, it's been a month since my breakup, and I'm over it. Like, I just I think of him with nothing but love in my heart already. I don't know how I got here this fast because I mean I do think I loved this person. This was someone I wanted to be with, but then I just kind of saw it from uh, like an outsider's perspective, and it's like, well person has stuff to do and they can't really partner up and that has nothing to do with me and well separation from a personal event is difficult and yeah usually it takes time to you know time can get you distance oh yeah yeah but you know it's it's no i don't want to say it's impossible but i mean i don't know what it says about a person if they're immediately able to oh, like bounce have back like, yeah like have distance like, and like well psychopaths sociopaths yeah, kill or, the person when they break up <laughs> psychopaths <laughs> do what i'm doing <laughs> yeah there is something to be said about choosing that choice because when like something really bad happens to you and like i don't know 10 years ago if these things would have happened to me in that 24 hour period I would have spiraled yeah. uh, uh, into the deep end. Yeah. And I don't know what I would have done. But now having, being equipped with at least, you know, some rudimentary tools um, to kind of deal with, you know, these things, it, it, I found it very helpful and I relied on them deeply. Yeah. But because, I mean, we all have those moments where like a day like that happens, you're like, okay, this is, you understand origin stories yeah. for a villain. Like, okay, this is like, how did a villain become a villain? Well, it's, there's always yeah, an there's, origin there's story. There's a crossroad. Like, oh, shit, yeah. here we go. Like, I'm like, if this was 10 years ago, guess what? Now I'm a vigilante. Yeah. Now I'm spending every dime I have for yeah. the rest of my life finding this person who stole my money. Yeah, and... Right? Wearing a Batman costume. Yeah, and I'm probably going to do bad things. Oh wait, things to I guess them. Batman was a good guy. You're wearing a Joker costume. Yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. So, I'm and so... I will, you know, I'll dedicate the rest of my life to destroying yours. Yeah, nameless yeah. villain. You know, and so now it's villain on villain crime, right? So it's like you understand. At least I understand where these origin stories. But like, I was over it pretty quickly. Um, considering, I think, uh, you know, like how upset I would have been. Yeah, and still was. Yep. You know, in the moment of it happening. Last night, I went to uh, the apartment to say goodbye that I lived in in 2004 with a fellow Sagittarius um, who is getting kicked out of the apartment now. She's been there like her whole life. And um, it was really surreal. And this when I lived there, it was one of the happiest times of my life. Um, and I had like my own bathroom. The whole half of the apartment was mine and the other half was hers. And then we shared living room and kitchen and cats. You know, it was great. Um but I was there last night and like I see my old room, I see the bathroom, I see the little mirror that I used to get ready in. And I'm thinking, wow, when I was here, I was just so desperate to be loved. Like I was so in touch with that last night. And I thought it was it, like the person I was hung up on when I was here in 2004 was so unworthy of me. And even now there's a pending Facebook request from that motherfucker and I'm never going to accept it. <laughs> never. Not that we're holding on to these things. No. But, <laughs> no, but I never will this ever. He, yeah, he never. access to my photos. He, he got in at when I was in a bad place and it was, it was like, wow, you're great at sex. I'm in love with you. <laughs> like that's all it was. And then of course, I come away and I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. Um, or I was just young. I was just so young. But uh, I was there and I just felt like I really felt my power. I really felt what I built inside of myself over the last like 15 years. Um, and this other really magical thing the other day, I went on a date with myself to the Getty and uh, beautiful, super cold gardens were not great because of that. Uh, but 
I was walking around and I kept thinking about uh, when I ran away to Scotland. It was like I was 20. I was about to turn 30 and I just bought a one way ticket to Edinburgh. I moved in with my family who lived there and I was like, yeah, I live in Scotland now. That's going to be great. And I left like a month later. But uh, I on my birthday, I was walking around the museum in Edinburgh and then I went and I was walking around the museum in London and I just kept going to these museums by myself. And every time I would listen to this album uh, world leader pretend I think is what they were called and the album was punches and so I'm walking around the Getty and I'm like this is this is reminding me of these times and I thought I'd never feel that way again and it was like a really lovely sadness because I'd just gone through a bad breakup I broke up with a real piece of shit Scorpio and so it was like um, a reminiscent sadness. yeah and so I I, I was like, is that album still in my iTunes? And it was. So I played that album like two times in a row with my earbuds in. And it took me to a place that I never thought I'd get to, at like a time and place that I never thought I'd access again when I just felt like lovely and lovable, but I was making the choice to be untouched and to not connect to a human being, which is also where I am. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to give it to like summer. <laughs> Like, I'm just, I, I can't, I can't. This, this uh, LA, okay. And that Tinder and Bumble scene that, so I did the Tinder thing for a minute and then I did Bumble for a minute. What the fuck? This is, this is insane. You, the people I've seen do it and like how quickly you can just swipe and discount human beings. It feels so weird. It's also overwhelming. Um, just way too many guys. I mean, even on Bumble, like I look at my matches, I can't keep up with the people like I can't they're just come flooding in all these lonely people doing whatever so it's like the opposite experience of a man's uh time on bumble it is it's it? like oh yes I mean I don't know I couldn't speak for other men but um I'm there was a time this was a while ago I was on bumble for a very short I've been on bumble like, I, I would think imagine twice you do so but well I was on always bumble. on there for like maybe three weeks is the longest Ugh, I could ever take it yeah no. but it's just like you just sit around waiting for a match oh <gasps> Oh my God! I have. See, like I mean, I should show you a, a different. Ex- uh, no, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's hundreds of men. It's hundreds of men, Ryan. Um, and I messaged a few. And what's really dark about this? And I'm not a person hung up on looks at all. I'm all about like heart and humor and the good stuff. But because uh, you're just seeing a picture of someone, you don't know anything about them. I'm only choosing all the hot guys and then I'll look and if they're fucking idiots, I swipe left. But I mean, I'm, I don't know why I'm saying present tense. This is over. I might hang out with a few of them, but that's, you know what? Honestly, well, this, this, uh, this might, there's uh, a very, very cute guy who's tall has, cat. Oh my God. All the guys are cat guys. It, I'm, I mean this, okay. Maybe I shouldn't be down on bumble. Like for people. Okay. So this is a real quick turnaround here. <laughs> This is a real. There's, there's a very cute guy who's super tall in a cute bear sweater, and he's got cats. And he he is one of the only charming ones on there. The dudes are such duds, and they the questions they ask. It's like, oh, this is your basic question that you reply to everyone with. Like it was, it's just not. Well, great. typically, I know, like back in the day, women used to always complain about men's first message. Like it's uh, say have bring something more than just hi. Oh, I but agree. But you know what? Ninety eight percent of the women I ever matched with on Bumble because Bumble on women have to message first. Yeah. Women only said hi. I think like, somebody just knocked. Is this your new bed? Oh, let's hold on a second. <laughs> For you know, when you like, bed wet. Yeah. <laughs> when, I'm, 
spilling my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spilling. Now, let's just make this hypothetical because I don't need people to accuse me of this. Maybe this happened. I don't know. This might just be a joke or something that we're talking about. Um, okay, so here we go. You definitely sent me the thing about, because it's like, <laughs> I mean, because I'm going to let you know, it's out of context. The text is a little creepy. Oh, totally. Maybe um, we don't read it. Let me see it before you read it. I wish I could just, oh, you know what? If I go into messages. What I want to tell just, you guys is everything comes down well, I'm not to, recording right now. I pause. Oh, so I okay. Find this. Can you search? You can probably search. Yeah, I'm trying to do that right now. I'm searching P. Angela in my messages. Didn't come up. Angela P. Oh, I can search too, huh? It's funny, all your... Or I could just scroll back. All your texts came through with your new number. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, how do I search? Okay. So we think it was, what, two weeks ago? P. Oh, no, I am recording. Shit, sorry. (laughs) Okay, now we're back. And so Angela found the text message that she sent me. Of and this she's going to. This is what I received happen. at, I think, what, the next day I received this? Yeah. Because um, it wasn't oh. like three in the morning. Because yeah. it was like real. It was. Oh. It yeah. was like crazy late when you. D- so. Okay. Yeah. So just read the text and we'll so, talk about okay. it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're talking about the podcast and then I text you. Oh, and did I drive through an area of town that I'm not going to say either? In the middle of the night and pee on blanks Prius. Uh, more importantly, did he text me today? This shit is real. <laughs> and then you replied, oh my God, ha 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 ha. I said it all comes down to intention and power peas, and you wrote unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, all you have to do is believe. We're even better in text. Uh, yeah, um, there's like a. Because we've talked about peeing before. I don't know if it was in one of the ones that didn't make the cut. Oh, yeah, uh, I think it was. Uh, the first couple. Oh, no, no, wait. It, it's when the last one. you talked about, like, just going... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you... Uh, They're the you one can that just aired. Yeah, we're ahead of... Can yeah, yeah, okay, so... Um, um, but, I peed so, on that land I wanted. Yeah, you peed on that. the land you wanted. So, you, I it was late at night, and this was right after. This was, like, a week. Or, no, no, yeah. You know how many was, trash cans I've peed on in my life? Maybe there's a correlation. Oh, you life. can have all the trash you want. All, like, the trash you're, that shows up in my life. manifesting garbage. <laughs> 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 well, this was... He texted me, like, 10 days after he broke up with me, and I think it was 10. I don't know. It was not very long. But, um, and I knew, I knew that was going to happen. I knew it the night he broke up with me. I was like, he's going to come back. Might not be good enough. And it was just, it was, he, uh, it's fine. He, it was not good enough for anything to be rekindled. But, um, and I feel kind of bad because I'm like, well, maybe he smelled all my powerful estrogen and it confused him. It, like maybe that was on me. But um, yeah, I was in his neighborhood hanging out with a friend very late and uh, I'd been drinking. I don't want you guys to think I drive drunk. I do not. I will eat like six grilled cheeses and sleep in my truck before I will drive drunk. And let's just say that that might have happened as well. So I'm driving home and I'm like, oh, he lives really close to where I am and I have to pee. (laughs) So I just drove down the street, middle of the night, nobody's there, parked my truck and peed all over the walking place where he would be walking to his car and it <laughs> manifested a text so all i'm saying it, and and like i have to let i have to let that die but at the time i was not ready to let it die and then the text came through and i was like yeah motherfucker you smell my magic estrogen 
You'll be this back. This is like so funny. Like, so if you're out there in the middle of the night and you think you see someone who's drunk peeing around a car, it's like, well, yeah, it might be a drunk person. It might be a witch. It's it a might witch, be a drunk most likely. Witch. A dr- uh, drunk witch. It's, it could be any combination of a drunk and or witch. Yeah. I'll also say, I don't know if we've talked about this. Um, I think we might have talked about this. Slipping menstrual blood into a man's food. I'm, yes, we did talk okay, about yeah. that because it I'm, made me, I remember feeling just as uneasy yeah, then as I do I now. don't do that because I think it's a little, I don't. I don't know anybody who'd want to eat my menstrual blood and I don't want to be that kind of And is there like person. a is there like I, I doubt that it's like uh, a health risk. Uh, yeah, I guess not. Um, I mean blood is not I mean there are vamp there are real life vampires yeah. out there who like claim to drink human blood yeah. or animal blood. Um but they're Menstru- we are not really built to process and consume blood in that way. Blood, yeah. Yes, and it so. only takes a little bit. My friend worked at Taco Bell and she was hot for this guy and uh, she had a poison ring full of her menstrual blood and she dumped it into his Mountain Dew and then they were fucking in the woods that night. So proof is in the pudding, you oh guys. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> so right? if you're out there buying Mountain Dew Code Red... <laughs> Just know that it might not be the code red you think it she is. She actually gave me the poisoning. She's like, you got to try this. And I was like, I'm overwhelmed by this information. But here's something that I'm not supposed to tell anybody. And I think that women should empower each other with this knowledge. Wait, wait. Why are you not supposed to tell? Because my I friend. Know, I want to know the reason why you're not supposed to tell. My first. friend who came up with this swore me to secrecy. Then maybe you shouldn't tell. Oh, but it's so Your good. Your friend's a powerful witch. No, this is not a witch. Well, she's... She's a Sag with a Scorpio man. She she's basically a witch. No, I don't think so. You know what? She'll be mad, but she'll get over it. I'm going to tell you guys. <laughs> so this I'm going to remember this when I this, next time I'm like, oh, I got to no, tell Angela told this. No, you me a crazy big secret, and I don't tell anybody that Wait, secret. I did. Yeah, the first time we ever recorded together afterwards, Ryan told me a secret that was in that podcast you did with your shapeshifter. Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, you okay. told me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I don't tell. Yeah, that's. That's a okay. very special okay, good, thing good. that we share. That's how so, bad I am at secrets. <laughs> People tell me, I mean, I'm a really good person to tell secrets to if you need to get them off your chest because I don't remember. Really? Like, you I don't will remember? forget. Oh, I've, that's I've good. forgotten more secrets than anyone will ever tell me. Wow. So, like, I couldn't even, I can't even, I don't have, and I'm not very good at, with the exception of what you just mentioned, uh-huh. there's probably no real secrets I'll go to on my How many people I, like, I don't have, you told have secrets. That to? I, um, I'm going to say like <laughs> over since, cause it's been a while since it happened. Uh-huh. It's definitely fewer than 10. Wow. And it's no more than, or it's no more than probably six. People. I am super honored. Cause that was only the second time we hung out. Yeah. There's, there's very few people I've told that to. Okay, good. Um, it's some shit, man. That reshaped my world. And Sarah's crazy. Because that's story part of the, I think world. what I told you too. And there's also one part of that. See, I, I, I don't know why I'm talking about something that I can't talk about. It <laughs> I got to tell these people how to use and, their vagina. And you got to tell people how to use their vagina blood. Because there's another part of that secret that she told me that I don't think I've told no, anyone. No, you wouldn't tell me that. But I felt like yeah. you were going to tell me. And then I think your roommate came home. The only person I've ever told that part, I think, is my brother. Really? Okay, I really Because my brother needed, I feel like my brother needed to hear it. Okay. But uh, other than that, okay, so. Ryan, that's back my to goal the, now is to get you to tell me that back, part. <laughs> back to the vagina blood. <laughs> that's all. I'm, I'm going to be peeing outside your front door when I leave. <laughs> so, okay, this is not vagina blood. But. I have a very strong feeling about like, oh God, if anybody knows how to get off the pill, I, and I think I've said this on maybe one or two of our podcasts so far, 
I have got to go off the pill and march. I've got to. And Sarah told me that I'm missing out on my power and my life and all this stuff because I'm not in tune with the moon the way I should be. And, and I know that. So I had to go off the pill and I'm really hoping to not bleed for three months and be crazy horny because th- it was bad the last time. I'm, yeah, I mean, maybe crazy horny is great. Who knows? But I was very uh, ambitious too because all that testosterone was pumping back up through my body. Um, okay, but so vaginas are super powerful and everybody has you know, special smell. Like everybody smells different. Now, this thing is going to sound real fucking gross and weird, but I've done it and I can attest to how great it works. If you have a partner, you know, whatever, male, female, whoever is, you know, getting all up in your vagina, you want to send them a vagina card. And all you do you just wipe a card on your vagina and send it to them. Now, if you are ill, your vagina is going to have a weird odor. But if you're not ill, it's not, nobody's going to be able to smell this. It's going to be so subtle, but the scent is there. It's your freaking pheromones. You send this card, they're going to put it somewhere on their fridge next to their bed is ideal, but then they're going to be smelling your vagina subconsciously and wanting it. And it works. And one time, Maybe this didn't happen either. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, ding, 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 ding. This definitely happened. (laughs) Oh my God. I have a really crazy story to tell you about a Gemini. Um, The same Gemini cheated on me and we kind of almost worked it out. And then um, I threw a bunch of frozen food at his head and I was like, I can't be this crazy person. So this was a volatile relationship that needed to At the end, it was very volatile. Yeah. I was super pissed about him fucking that woman behind dumpsters in in Israel. So and I was I was never going to get over that. And this is also my ex-husband from my first <laughs> sorry, from my last lifetime. This is my husband from that lifetime. Um and Which I we still haven't talked about no, that. But and we'll I'm, get to that later. Yeah, we're going to do yeah. So anyway, I snuck into the apartment while he was in a literary competition. He was reading that night. Is this a uh, a fancy way of saying broken? No, no. I had a key. And I still had all my plants there. So he knew. And that was his thing. He wanted me to come back and get the plants so that we could still keep having our volatile relationship that I think he enjoyed way too much. Um, But then I find out that the person he cheated on me with was coming to visit him like the next day. And I... With a bunch of lesbians, really great friends, they rented a van for me. They came in, they moved like my mirror, all this stuff that I still couldn't haul out, um, all my plants. And I said to them, I, and like the place was all neat and clean. I was worried that she was going to come in early to see him in this competition and um, that her suitcase would be there or something. And then, you know, I would have peed all over that because it was a very different person than a very different vengeful place. But um, <laughs> so glad I got that in there. So but what I did do is probably worse. Yeah. You know what? It probably is. So um, my worse friends. Worse than peeing on a stranger's suit. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to hear okay. what this is. <laughs> I just, can I, real quick before you tell me, I'm just going to tell our listeners what I think is getting ready to happen. Okay. Tell me. Um, all your lesbian friends uh-huh. are sitting there or standing there after the week, like, <laughs> you know, well, we got everything out, Angie. You know, what else are we going to do? And you're like, I'll meet you at the van. Oh my I have to do God, yes, that is what happened. And, and they all kind of knowingly look at each other. See you at the van. <laughs> Take your time. And they go down to the van. Yeah. And then this is whatever he's okay. getting ready to happen happens. So it's, I want to say July. It was a sweaty month and I'd been running all around Brooklyn that day. So it's not like I was super fresh. He had just like laundered all the bedding. Everything was nice and cute for her to come over. And, um, I, and you knew she was coming yeah, how? Because yeah. he told you? 
Uh, oh, I snooped his phone. Oh, okay. Oh, I was, was going to so say, awful. it didn't sound like something that he would have just offered up to you. Yeah. And I had to snoop his phone because he lied to me. So you got, I'm, I don't want to, I want a partner. I don't feel like I have to snoop their shit. You know what I mean? That's what I want. Just fucking talk to me in my face and then we don't have to do the weird stuff. But, um, so, so I'm like, yeah, I need a minute. And they're like, okay. They all go downstairs and I go in the bedroom and there were four pillows on the bed. And I wiped them all over. Maybe I did this. I probably didn't do this. But maybe I wiped them all over my sweaty summer Brooklyn vagina. (laughs) And then put them back on the bed nice and neat. (laughs) You know what? Maybe. Check this out. Maybe that happened. This is the other thing I wanted to tell you. Possibly that could have happened. In and, a scenario that may or may not have unfolded. And you know what? Then I'm sure they had great sex, but maybe he was thinking about me while he was fucking her. So it was Who like a knows? magical threesome. Yeah, magical threesome. I'm totally over it now. In fact, around Valentine's Day. <laughs> like, this is like 15 years ago. And you're like, I'm totally over it. It is. It is. I'm totally, I'm totally over, now it now. I'm over it For the record. <laughs> <laughs> My was, clenched fist will yes, let you know. Yes. This was this was ten years ago, and uh, so I wake up this one morning, and I just had this really strong sensation about him, and I was like, I'm not doing myself any good holding on to this. But it was like I was holding on to it because I didn't know how to get rid of it. Like I was still mad at him, and um, I snoop his, sno- his <laughs> snoop his social every maybe twice a year I'll just be like what's that motherfucker up to and it's sad he has not had a partner since me and he had he was like serial monogamous he always had a girlfriend and I think it fucked him up I think doing that to someone fucked him up because I don't think he's a terrible person even though he did it to me in our last lifetime too but um I wrote the most generous email of my life haven't messaged or talked to him at all in 10 years and told him he was probably the best partner I ever had because I really maintained my sense of self and we were madly in love. Oh, God, who's that? Oh, hold on a second. The oh, doors it's more bed. Okay, so... Uh, well. Sorry, the last part of my bed just showed up. Yeah, 14 inches of bed for <laughs> Queen Anus. <laughs> the packaging couldn't be better. <laughs> so it's super erotic in here right now yeah. while I talk about sweaty vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you wrote this generous yeah, email. Yeah, I wrote this generous email. Saying that you uh, maintained your sense of self. Yes, thank you. Okay, yeah. And he and I, w- he was Gemini with a Sag moon and um, Sag and Gemini. Which means so what? Okay, so Sag and Gemini are opposites of the Zodiac, but we're the only opposites that love each other and bring each other up. And I'm just going to say, I know in one of the episodes I talked about how fucked up Geminis are. Geminis are my favorite. Geminis are my absolute favorite. And this is a this great is very example. very Gemini of you. Yeah. <laughs> This is a great example of how a fucked up Gemini <laughs> communicates. When I, so, so I write this email and I say, um, I say you were such a good partner to me. I, I snoop your social. I see you haven't partnered up in a long time. Um, I hope that you do that because you have such great love to give. It was so generous considering he could have given me an STD. Um, because we were not using condoms. I don't know if he used a condom with her. You know, I mean, we'd been together for three years. Typically, when you have sex with someone behind a dumpster. Probably I'm guessing, not. I'm guessing. Me, yep, that's what I'm I said. I'm guessing yeah. you yeah. don't use a condom. Exactly. And I made that motherfucker go get tested before we started doing it. Like, we were exclusive. And I do that with everybody. And I think everybody should do that. Also, your vagina's with you forever. These dudes come and go. You know what I mean? Like, pfft. So, anyway. <laughs> anyway and it's your powerpoint like that's your that's your powers your vagina i like men less and less each episode we record (laughs) 
no, no, love I men, become love more them. and more <laughs> ashamed of my so so I my clan. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving away all my secrets today. So um, so I wrote this email and I tell him because he was so much younger than me too. He was like seven years younger than me when we met. Oh, okay, and, and I thought you were gonna say of, he was like. 15 he years was 15. younger than- it was super illegal but lots of my soulmates are younger than me and i think it's because i came back so quickly and from my last life that they which we'll talk about yeah soon. yeah i came back too fast i think they're all just trying to get in in time because i've never been with a man who's older than me like long term they're all younger than me um but okay so i read this email give him all this praise tell him how great his love was and um, super generous. And I send it and I wrote it like in five minutes and it was one of the best emails I've ever written in my life. It was just all the stuff I felt with none of the anger, none of, I just wanted to like release this for both of us. And I send it and I'm like, I wonder if I'll hear, hear back. Probably not. This is so Gemini. It's like five days after I send the email and he writes two lines back and it's like, Thanks for the kind email. I haven't thought about that in a long time. I'm over it. <laughs> I was like, you fucking liar. <laughs> the lady does protest too much. But so Gemini, like I give him yeah. all this and he gives me that. Yeah. And, you know, I guess it it's I, I, I can't remember what this is called, but it's it's when uh, and I'm not saying you did this, but it's <laughs> one of those have. things where we we do something like for the other person but it's um, really for us yeah and i think us. it was for me too so it's for both people, yeah it was really, it was for right? sure yeah um but what's I, that called what is it, like i don't know um anyway i guess what what it's called isn't important but so basically what he's doing is he's withholding yeah and i told him too i was like i don't even need to hear back from you and i don't expect to um but i was like i'm rooting for you i consider you a friend and you know i i, I just left it like done but um so he didn't need to reply i don't know if like, it took him five days i mean at that point that. at that point like no reply is better than a yeah. two long five days later yep so gemini so it's a very kind of uh haven't you know, thought about it in years a few yeah. kind of thing yeah and i'm like yeah motherfucker you dying alone like a classic gemini gemini's you don't have to die alone partner up with a sad or another gemini those are your best people let's go down a list of classic gemini's who have died alone oh do we know them do you know them off the top of your mind like oh uh, it's like classic. marilyn monroe Marilyn Monroe. Um, and Joe DiMaggio was a Sagittarius. Um, oh, Angelina and Brad Pitt. She's Gemini and he's Sag. Okay. Um, who has Marilyn's birthday? Oh, God. What's her birthday? <sighs> Do we remember? I just saw this and I was like, oh, my God. And it's somebody that gave me feelings. Oh, I can't remember. I just saw this. If anybody knows, please. I mean, I just asked you like on the spot. So I don't yeah, expect you to yeah. know all that stuff. Um, um, I can name a bunch of people I know who are Gemini's personally that may or may die. not die one alone. of them is dying alone as we speak oh. he's just a cranky old man he had a Sagittarius and he tells me about this he's my mom's friend and he's like yeah I got the Sagittarius we're getting we're getting married and I'm like that's great and uh the next thing I hear is she took a butcher knife to his brand new couch and left him and I was like wow that is so fire am I like uh <laughs> am I dating wrong Maybe. Like, not, well, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Because, like, <laughs> I have never had a I mean, butcher knife taken to my couch. Like, if, if like, my no, girlfriend were to take a butcher knife to my couch. That's not a girlfriend you should have. That's not a girlfriend but you should I'll have. But I'll also say in her defense, he would make me insane. He He's a he's an insane-making machine, this guy. Um, at the same time, I just walk away. In the right <laughs> circumstances, I might argue. 
that anyone <laughs> could make the right person or the wrong person insane. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, there are definitely women that I've driven crazy like mm. not in like a bad like like negative like way yeah. but like not like i shouldn't use that word but there's definitely women that have been like i have to i can't be around you anymore like this isn't going to work because you're too much for me yeah kind of thing oh yeah yeah and i get it like I, there was this one woman who she hated all the different voices i would just use like when i'm oh. driving around i just like i well i won't shut the fuck up sometimes yeah me too so i'm just like That's driving around moon. like reading signs in different accents like just like I, speed limit 35 <laughs> you know like, oh my like god. shut the fuck up like oh my god Ryan. we're listening this to is, music i'm having this memory of my cancer ex lovely human being i would tell him to shut the fuck up when we were driving he was talk all the time and I'm like we're, can we just enjoy the drive which is crazy for me so maybe maybe I don't know was she fire do you remember what she was she is um, actually let me look. wait her birthday is April um, April early, I should I can't believe I forgot early or this. late April uh, maybe no it's May sorry Ooh. Um, wait. so Gemini or Taurus yeah it's it's May it's middle May what day 18. Oh, wow. She's uh she's Taurus. So she's Taurus. Yeah, that's interesting. Um but yeah. So <laughs> she's one of my best friends now. Good, good. I feel like an asshole being like, "Yeah, I told him to shut the fuck up too." <laughs> it was a long time but ago. To be fair, I was rubbing my vagina to be on fair, people's personal animals. Sometimes I need someone to tell me to shut the fuck up. That's just that's what I need in a relationship. I think I do too. I think I do too. Well, and um I don't like my ex-husband the, the second ex-husband he was sad with a leo moon and that's what i am and we it was just like dynamite and and that was great in the beginning like incredible sex incredible passion like he said he worshiped me in this way that i've never been and now i'm like i never need that again i feel like having that once the things he wrote to me were so exquisite i don't know anybody who ever had anything like this and the week before i met him i was rereading letters between mark twain and his wife and they were they were the letters he sent to her because no offense to libby but she was not a professional writer like twain was they were both sagittarius we're talking about mark twain mark twain yeah who could who can live up to that so i'm reading these letters and i'm like stop reading these because you're gonna be dating again soon and the dude is never gonna be like this and you're gonna have this in the back of your head no no. When I met my second husband, the stuff he wrote to me, he would send me songs all day long. I mean, I have never been romanced the way this man romanced me. And it was so powerful and so great. I'm honestly not even mad at him anymore either. Um, but that shit, like that, that, like, I don't know why I started talking about this, but like <laughs> coming at somebody with all of that, I hope everybody gets to have that in this lifetime just once like even briefly it was and now i'm done with it i'm like well those were charms that was not real and that was that was fire and i know how quickly i can love somebody and then move on to somebody else and it's like that's sagittarius i'm very loyal and faithful but you know when it's over i'm i'm pretty good um yeah anyway now i'm babbling well about sagittarius. Uh, when it comes to the shutting the fuck up thing i do <laughs> Do you feel like I need to step in here? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is directly related, and it, the comedic timing of that was too much to pass up. But this directly relates to this plane, this story on the plane. 
Oh that, yeah, yeah. Um, that I never finished, and a couple people were like, this "Oh, you never from finished episode the, three. The, or, the empath." To, yeah, whatever. Like, Sarah, the first one. Yeah, and because it also ties into the having money stolen, having my bank account mm-hmm. cleared out, then the car accident thing, because this was like the first time I really noticed the universe saying, "Oh, you think you're pretty chill." <gasps> right? So yeah. because the day before all that um bank account car accident stuff happened, I had probably what I considered to be my best like private meditation stuff. Yeah. Right? And I'm like <laughs> I'm I'm doing it. I'm killing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like I am. Trans- I'm seeing this fucking eyeball that I used to see when I was younger. Like when I'm meditating, I'm seeing this like eye, and like I'm communicating with it. Yeah. Right. And it's my third eye. You know. And I'm like oh, I'm all oh, I'm locking in. Yeah. And so the next day, the universe is like, let's see how chill you are, bro. Ooh. Like we're gonna throw some real tests at uh-huh. you. So this was over the. Uh, I was flying back from being in the Midwest over the holidays. And I was pretty, I had just gone through like some pretty tumultuous personal stuff in my life, some changes. And then there was a lot of ambiguity around like my personal life. I didn't know what was going to happen. And so then, and it's a new year, Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff, right? And so I get on the plane uh, super early in the morning and... Actually, it's in the afternoon. Sorry, and uh, <laughs> but the night before, I had like the weekend before, I was working at a comedy club in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and I started doing meditation before I'd leave the hotel to go wow. to the shows. And I was like walking on stage with my fucking lion and eagle. Yep, yep. And I was just feeling great about like this whole thing. I'm like, I got a lion. I'm like, I'm rolling jungle book deep over yeah. here, like metaphysical jungle book. I'm like the interdimensional <laughs> Mowgli. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like, you think I'm going to have a bad set when a fucking lion and eagle are on stage with me? You're crazy. I'm going to at least have fun regardless. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm feeling pretty. You're like, singing the bare I'm pre- necessities. I'm mystically cocky. Yeah. Right. At this newfound power mm-hmm. that I think I'm discovering. And so I get on the plane and, you know, I get the seat I want, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then. There's like even an open seat in between me and the other person. I always like the window. Oh, yeah. And then behind me, there's a little kid right directly behind me. There's this little kid, maybe two years old, that sits with like the mom, the re- real cute mom and real cute kid. And the dad's there. To, real cute dad. Yeah. Oh, and, cute. And so we haven't even taken off yet. And the kid's like kicking my seat. And then like slamming the window up and down, like the window shade up and down, boom, boom. And I love to sleep on planes because I, yeah. I get motion sick. So I always try to zonk out. And this kid just keeps slamming this window and I'm starting to get upset. I'm starting to get a little angry. Wasn't there also a crazy person screaming? Well, well, okay, well yeah, yeah, that we're getting there. So I'm getting frustrated, right, at this mm-hmm. kid. And I'm getting like, I'm starting to get angry, like this fucking kid. Like yeah. the mom should tell this kid to stop. And she, she is, stop, don't do that. Stop, don't do that. And the kid just, ah! Yeah, and I'm just like, ah. And then all of a sudden, she starts like singing some song with no words because she doesn't know how to speak yet. (laughs) And I'm like, she's a kid. She's a kid. You're so zen out. Oh, you think you're zen out, dude? Now this little kid who doesn't know how to be a person, yeah, just a kid, is on an airplane. Like you're gonna get mad at a kid. And then all of a sudden, from across the aisle, just we just hear some person just yell, "Shut the fuck up." (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'm like, who's she yelling at, right? And like everybody like in our little area is like, what's going on? And then I notice my TV's not working. Then the flight attendant comes by and he's like, hey, just so you know, sorry, these two rows... For whatever reason, the, the um, and this is like a four and a half hour flight. For whatever reason, uh, the TVs aren't working in these two rows. Sorry, every uh. um, every person's TV is working except ours. And so I'm like, son of a bitch. Now I can't even plug in and disconnect from yeah. this, right? And so then the kid keeps singing, the kid keeps singing, and then you just hear, I can't handle it. Like, it's a it's a woman's voice yelling from across the aisle again, and so now everybody in our little area, because we haven't taken off yet, are just kind of like looking, are like, what's going on over there? And then about thirty seconds later, the kid's still just having a good time doing whatever it Being does. Being a child, yeah. And the ki- and then this woman yells, "Shut that fucking kid up! I can't even have a vacation!" And like everybody's just like, "Oh shit!" This and like there's a dude in the middle seat. Uh, who's sitting next to her because she's on her window on the other side. And she's like one row back from me. So How is this row. even bugging her that much and that far exactly, away? Exactly, right? She's clearly like extremely hungover or mm. something, right? I can't um, believe no one offered and her everybody, And everybody's just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? And there's these people in front of me kind of like, wow, like this chick's losing it. And like the <laughs> flight attendant is darn even saying anything. The wow. mother is just kind of like under her breath. She's like, uh, she's a two-year-old kid, you know, kind of yeah. softly. Like, what do you want me to do? Um, and the tension at this point had become like just fucking palpable because now we're starting to move and take off and there's gonna, we're gonna have to land this plane if this kid <laughs> screams again, right? Because a grown woman's going to be crawling over people trying to attack. She's making two-year-old. more noise than a child. Yeah, exactly. So, um, everybody's just like, and you can kind of just still hear the woman huffing and puffing a little bit like from across the aisle. And so then I just, I turn around and I hadn't seen them up to this point. I just kind of look in between the seats. And this little girl is standing on the seat, even though she should be buckled in. <laughs> but Parents she's no taller than like three feet tall. I mean, she's like two and a half feet tall or whatever. Yeah. And she's got this like long straight hair. And uh, I just turn around and she's just staring at me with her big, like, you know, big Kid almond eyes. eyes. Yeah. Smiling. And, and I'm just like immediately like melted by her. And I'm just like, hi. She's like, Hi. Hi. <laughs> right? I looked to, and then I looked next and you know, the mom's got her. Yeah. I looked and I go, "Hey, just so you know, uh the rest of us, we understand." Ah. That it we understand. Yeah. And she goes, "Thank you." And I looked to the girl, I goes like, "Have fun." And then I turn around and then she fell asleep. Yeah. Like almost immediately after that, right? And so then for me it diffused the tension in the room or in the in the cabin, mm. right? And so then later we are landing and four and a half hours later most people have forgotten and moved on from this like event yeah you know and uh the woman never said anything again and then like as we're packing up the the one the mother like in between the seats she kind of like gets my attention and she's like hey just i want you to know like that really that really meant a lot thank you and i was like oh you're welcome and we had this like nice tender moment which was like oh you know like i knew she needed someone 
you know, as an yeah. empath. And there were other people on the plane who also knew, yeah. probably, because you don't have to be like a high level empath to like understand that like this woman, this mother needs some support. Yeah. Um, because we all know that this is a kid and this is what happens. Yeah. And all these like childless, fucking arrogant, conceited, yep. Yep. selfish bastards are going to act like they know how to control a kid. Yeah. And there, there is no controlling. There is no kid. controlling a kid. Are you going to put a muzzle on that kid? Yeah. That's illegal. This, there's a comedian, Paul Danke here in Los Angeles who's so funny and he's got uh, he's got kids and he we did this show in the parking lot of the old Steve Allen Theater it's called Squat Steve every Wednesday it's outside it was freezing and it had rained but we still did the show this past Wednesday he's got this great joke about having kids and he's like oh people you want to talk to me about my kids like you want to tell me you don't have kids and you want to talk to me about like what it's like to have kids like my friends are like oh on the airplane you know kids on the airplane it's like you're a grown up and you can't get on an airplane unless you take edibles oh shit and you're gonna act like a two year old oh my god good for him that's true you know I mean that's just the job and it's a really funny bit but it's like all these people who are like they can't go on an airplane unless they have their dog with them or if they're taking edibles or Xanax Xanax, yeah and and so a two year old kid who has no idea idea what the fuck yeah. is going on in these situations with the air pressure and your ears popping you expect them to behave in a way that even you can't handle yeah like yeah. sober and normal like shut the fuck yeah up. yeah um, and it's so true it's such a good joke because of how true it is but but it's those moments i think in life where we maybe when we when we're shut off to like the empath inside of us where we don't we don't go that step of like establishing that communication yeah of letting someone know instead of just sending it like telepathically well and compassion and support are real game changers change everything yeah a woman was screaming about her child and swear i can't believe they didn't haul that woman off the plane you read all these stories about these people getting hot off planes for nothing i couldn't believe it either like they didn't even come and say anything to her man um but it was like a full plane there's 300 people on this airplane (sighs) it was one of those jumbo jet things you know from st louis to lax so so I get it, but like, there's so many people on this plane. They're trying to get everybody, you know, sat. And yeah. Blah blah blah. But it's like the diffusing of emotional tension. Yeah. I think is the tool that we don't use enough. I agree. In these kinds of situations, because it's but it all breaks down to communication, right? Like I, whether it's in a personal relationship yeah. or in public with strangers, it's just offering like honesty in a moment that changes everything and leading with compassion always leads you to a better place for just you like selfishly you know and you giving that to her surely (laughs) returned you to sure but let's not forget 10 minutes before 10 minutes before i turned around yeah i was in my seat going yeah shut this yeah but you made a choice you made a choice and that woman was essentially acting out she was mad at a child right but she's the one acting like She's acting. She's acting worse than yeah. a child. That was louder than a child. But she was a good lesson for me. Like, yeah. hey, this is who you were being on the inside a minute ago. Yes. Ooh. So it's like this lesson of like, oh, you think you're pretty chill, bro, right? And you know, we came here for those lessons. That's why we're here. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm always like, when people hate on children, it's like, so you just want the human race to die out? <laughs> like, what? This is what animals do. They make young because we're all here to keep breeding. Like, what do you expect? Just those. I just want those people to close their eyes, Mm. travel back in time to a moment where they can remember screaming wildly for no real good reason. I know exactly. I had a tantrum. Yeah, yeah, I was in a department store screaming about I wanted a GI Joe and I wouldn't stop scream crying 
until my mom eventually just like just grab it off the the, the last tantrum I remember having I was like 13. Oh wow, so you were <laughs> And granted, okay, very hormonal. I got my period. So you 11. even had a bra on. Yeah, yeah, I was wearing a very <laughs> weak bra at that age. But yeah, yeah, I was technically a woman. Yeah, you weren't you were out of diapers. <laughs> I was fertile and wearing a bra. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not proud of it. Oh, I was going to tell you too. Yesterday when I saw Sarah, she starts pulling all these cards. And um, again, the baby card comes out and she's like, oh, damn, this is going to be moving fast. Those spirit guides are determined to get me pregnant. And honestly, now I'm just like, whatever. I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm so far from baby fever. It just sounds really exhausting and painful. Well, I mean, it'll happen when it happens, I guess. Yeah. Because that's when it happens. If it, if it happens. It's like such a <laughs> cop-out way. Of, hey, it's going to happen when it happens. That's when it happens. <laughs> Although I'm so into that kind of thinking. I think we should wrap this up. Okay, um, but I did want to give people magic to do this time. How much time? Do we have time for that? Uh, yeah, pretty quickly. And let's remember that, um, you know, rate and review the the you guys the podcast on itunes yeah. we've already got some good reviews rolling in thank you very much for the yeah, kind that's words super cool you're getting your name put on an altar if i'm not mistaken well here's something so i'm doing lots i'm doing like all the magic right now i'm doing money love healing so if you guys leave us a review and take like a little screenshot of it or whatever and send it to our email address on the website Tell me which one you want me to throw you into. I can manifest the same shit for you. I will absolutely do that. I don't care. What do I got to lose? The more, the merrier. Power to the people. I'm now. I'm power to the people. Yeah, power to the people. Um, okay, so this is super important. This episode should be airing the night of a very nice moon. Um, where are they? Sorry, I made notes. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's a full moon, right? Yeah, it's in Virgo. And it's known as the seed or sap moon, which is like to call it the sap moon. Oh, and the seed moon. Uh, Native Americans call it the worm moon. And it's basically when witches and Native Americans, cons what they consider, what we consider, the start of the new year. Like it starts with spring because let's face it, it's all dead in January. How do we start there? Um, so it's a really, really good time to purge, break bad habits and turn over a new leaf. Um, and then this is this is like super easy magic. And I'm probably just only, if I ever tell you guys magic to do, it's stuff that you don't need to go buy things for. It's your vagina, your menstrual blood. It's stuff you have on hand. Um, so it's a one stop shop. Yeah, <laughs> you just bleed a little. Um, so this one is super easy. The the day of the full moon and the day after the night of is best if you can go, you know, I'm assuming that we're all urban here, but maybe you guys have actual yards with trees in them. That would make it even better. God, I would kill for a yard to do freaking naked moon magic in. That would be amazing. As it is, it's like pff, Sunset Boulevard in front of a window. It's definitely not. I think the word of the day uh, for today is <laughs> for you. There's like it's multiple. all the coffee. It's, it's all like, the coffee. I got sound you think effects. I'm gonna go, I'm, and so this dude, <laughs> let me tell you something about this. Mother. <laughs> like he thinks he's gonna. <laughs> this is great. This I gotta, I gotta work that out. That's no, it. it's fine. It's, I don't think you've done it before. It's just a, it's just an interesting thing that happened this episode. I want to say like, finish your thought because yeah. I think my question directly pertains to it. Okay, so the stuff that you guys can do for this very special moon, 
this one, okay, the, the easiest stuff is like hug trees, sit in the grass, like rub your feet against the earth and the grass. Um, a really good one that I cannot wait to do, put some shiny things out where crows are. And that land I bought is just covered in crows and grackles and black cats, which, and, and there were pictures of orbs. Like that land is pure magic. Um, so I'm going to go to my land and put a bunch of shiny garbage out for, well, garbage to me, treasures to crows, put a bunch of stuff out for crows. Um, and what you want to do is you want to thank your mama earth for abiding with you and then offer yourself to the new brightness of the planet as it comes back to life and just be part of it. You can just morph right on in to the rebirthing. Um, and then Thursday, March 21st, which will be the day after this airs, if all goes well, is Ostara or, or spring equinox. And it's the first official day of spring when night and day are of equal length. And Astara is a German lunar goddess. Um, she's great. It's like the vernal equinox as well. The, yeah, the yeah, it is. Um, so this one's super fun and easy. Um, you want to go feel plants, little house plants. It can also be a plant you plant outside. Um, if you guys are like, how do I get, how do I become the fairy queen? This is a really good way to call in fairies. You go find a plant that like, you vibe with, you feel the energy from the plant. And um, it, when I was a prisoner in Utah, I had so many plants. I think I already touched on this with all the fairies, um, but they stayed with me. So, so I mean, the, the, I guess they got attached, or maybe which they were I believe here. that they were with you the whole time. But and like you it know, sure and these, all these all these plants were like you finally gave them a playground. Yeah, to yeah. be in. And I guess it should be said also, if you're not looking for active magical beings participating in your life you you might not want to do that but like yeah you don't i mean you don't have to call them in but if yeah. you want to call in fairies this is a good time to do it and a good way to do it um you just find like a plant that you're vibing with uh ivy's good because it vines um, but they got opinions yeah they things. do got opinions. so like this is what i'm saying like, <laughs> they might not like your partner and they yeah, might take like, your so, vagina crystals yeah exactly so if you if you don't want magical <laughs> beings with opinions yeah and free will at the same time though um like because now when i do magic i'm just like fairies get in here like let's see what you got and i keep plants living plants on the altar because i assume that that's going to bring in the fairies well they're there but i assume that they're going to hang out with us because of that um but uh so this one you find a nice little plant that you're feeling and this is also uh, this is the time to redecorate your altar and you want to do like nature stuff like fresh flowers um black and white candles seeds fruit um Oh, and this is, if you want to bring those fairies in to that plant, this is when you put your little dish of cream out for them. Um, and you, you want to call them in, like you want to use your words. Um, I also like to add whatever tarot cards represent what I'm manifesting. And I usually determine those from my readings, like when I read myself, um, like the freaking Empress card that kept popping up when we were both pulling cards. Yeah. Um, that's on there. And the strength card slash adjustment card, which is my birth card. I keep that on my altar right now too. Cause I'm just trying to do the self love these days. Um, but yeah, whatever cards you're feeling, whatever you want to manifest, especially cards you're pulling for your future, um, that are not super scary that are like, here's the good thing you can have. If you do this and this and this put the good thing on your altar. And, um, Okay, so you get that little plant, you cleanse your space, and I I know people like to use sage a lot, and I don't think we've touched on this, but I feel like uh, some people call sage spiritual bleach. In your case, you definitely should have used it when you did to get all the funk out of here if you guys were all suffering. But um, 
sage will also remove like good energy. It takes, it takes like everything out. So then you have to build it back up. But I like, unless, I mean, I saged when the trolls were coming. So, <laughs> but um, I like Palo Santo and it means holy wood. And uh, you can invite the plant spirit of Palo Santo in to bless your space, which feels really good. Um, and it, this is super cool. So Palo Santo that we get in the US is from Ecuador, where this one family planted over 30,000 trees of Palo Santo. Um, and the trees fall naturally. And they've been dead for like four to 10 years before they're harvested for to make incense. So it's like, it's like ethical incensing. Like these are trees that die. That's good to know. Cause I yeah. just got, some, I, actually, I was just gifted some Palo Santo I've been using. It's uh, really nice. So yeah, yeah so I, especially I think the tree for this, for this little um, ritual. Um, so yeah, you cast your circle, you ground yourself, which everybody needs to remember to do, especially, I only ground myself when I do magic. I forget to do it in meditation. You can just do it every, you can do it all the time. Yeah. Do it all the time. I do it on planes. I do it in my car. I, mean, I got to like, do it all yeah. the time. I'm going to put reminders in my phone. I've been putting reminders in my phone. I mean, I don't remember all the time, but like, yeah. I yeah. Mean, but it, but you once you get into the habit, habit of doing it in places, it, it becomes, it becomes more second it nature. It feels so good. Every time I remember to do it, I feel plugged into stuff that's bigger than me. And then I get to use its energy, you know? Um, sorry, I'm burping now. Um, okay, so after you plant yourself, you wanna you wanna hey, you want those fairies? That's when you call them in. Um, offer the plant as a home to them. If you don't want fairies, which like I'm on the fence, I'm I'm feeling mine now. Also, pff, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just passing gas relentlessly. <laughs> I want them to let me know if someone I'm dating is not going to be great for me. And I, this was not great. This was somebody who had work to do, and that's fine. But um, I'm going to listen. If my shit starts miss going missing with the next guy, I'm going to be like, all right. We've got it on the microphone. You've yes. said Yes, yes. Flash forward to a month from now. This guy's amazing. I do my have shit going missing, but speaker. guess what? <laughs> I, but I know I, what I said. Please call me no, out. I, I, Please I, call me out. I, I would never do that. <laughs> but no, Ryan, you can. I'm a Sagittarius. I can take it. Um. So, okay. So you get this little plant. And um, you give it a name. You give it a name. And you want to meditate the plant. on that. You give the plant a name. Yeah. You want to meditate on it because the plant, and I know how crazy this sounds, not nearly as crazy as wiping my vagina on everything and having fairies, but the plant's going to tell you what it wants to be named. So just meditate with that little plant in your lap. Give it a name. And then you can plant it outside or you can keep it in a pot in your house. But you have formed, now this is like a relationship that you just created. Like you have a, a whole life force in your home now that is magical and has been blessed and could bring in fairies if you want that. But now you have to maintain that relationship with the plant. You have to talk to it. You have to tell it your concerns. You have to ask ask this plant for help and this plant is going to help you. You've basically put a, put a little magic spell on a plant and it's now like one of those dancing birds. But you've imbued, I, you've imbued this like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the plant's a magical thing even without us. It is. Now we're unlocking it. Yeah. Yeah. So these are all yeah. super, I'm trying to give people more easy magic to do because that's what we say we're going to do. Name your plant. <laughs> name your plant. There's something about giving something a name that changes oh, your whole yeah. relationship in the human mind. Like I used to have a problem with, uh, years ago with flies and then like these flies, I was just like, oh, these these flies, man. Uh, it reminds me of Winnebago, Winnebago Man, which is one of the best documentaries ever about this YouTube video, Winnebago Man. Anyway, people who know it, they know it, but Ooh, you should I look it up. Uh, but once I named a fly that was like bothering me, now it became like this 
pet or thing. And, like, and I looked forward to seeing the fly. All I had to do was give it a name, yeah. and it changed everything for me. Now, granted, you can't really do that if you have like a thousand ants hanging around your kitchen. You don't want to be no. like, Steve, Bill, Janet, yeah, Fred, then you're real Dorothy. lonely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not going to really like, change your relationship to maybe a thousand ants. But um, there's something interesting about the naming of the plant. I had a tree named Purvis. Uh, that was outside my brother and I's condo back when we used to own a condo Who together in Ohio. It? I named it. Oh. Well, it was just a tree that was planted there and it had been there for a while, but then I would just, I loved it. So mm. I just named it Purvis. But um, there was something magical about that tree. Um, so that's cool stuff. I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think hugging trees too. Um, this is something that I do when I'm sad. And, you know, like. Careful with palm trees in LA <laughs> because yeah, they're very prickly. Yeah. But. Um, I will say when I'm sad and it's it's not fun to do it in public because they you know you get the looks but you just throw your arms around a tree every once in a while and just hold it for a moment. Talk which to I them. would argue, which is why it's so fun to do in public. It it can be because it, it looks. Can be. I mean, there is something when someone sees you hugging a tree in public. Yeah, they their initial response might be like, "Look at this idiot," and then but and part of their brain is like, "Huh, yeah, that person is either crazy or you know." But they look happy. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. You throw your arms around a tree and you're going to feel real good. I uh, Or just reach out and touch it. Yeah. Yeah. And just have a moment yeah, with it. Yeah, just put your hand on Be it. Be in contact God, with it. God, but hugging a tree feels so good. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say just do it in public. Who cares? I'm, and I'm saying this to myself, but yeah, I'm just going to go to Echo Park and start hugging some trees. Trees trees love it. Yeah, they do. And we love it. Who doesn't need a tree hug? Just tree watch hug. a... But don't put your hand on the lower back of the tree. No. Tree doesn't want that. <laughs> Standard love hug. Okay, well, we did it. I think we did it. Was that all the magic for mm, homework? That's pretty much. Oh, also, okay, this is always, always, always something good to do, full moon. This this is, I think, how I got over my breakup so quickly is I wrote everything down that I felt and all the things I didn't want to do. I didn't want to look at them on social media. I just wanted to move on and start to put my energy and attention somewhere else. Wrote it all down on paper burnt that shit archangel michael cut the cords i posted this to um our our instagram for valentine's day guys whenever you're just feeling wrapped up in somebody you can do this with someone you're married to and want to maintain a relationship with when it feels like maybe they're taking more than they're giving or you just need to feel like you again just ask archangel michael to come in and cut the cord and you're still with them you don't it's just not going to take up as much as your energy of your energy. But full moon is great for that cord cutting and writing shit down and burning it. This Write other that thing, shit down and burn it. Yeah. This other thing I like to do on the full moon and all the time when something enters my mind that I don't like, I clap my hands and I say enough and it's gone. It's it's so effective. So, yeah, full moon. <laughs> get rid of your baggage. And then just also be sassy. Be sassy. Enough. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> High five yourself. Enough. Okay. Well, cool. Um, where the magic happens on Instagram, magic moment on Twitter. This is where the magic happens.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, available everywhere. iTunes initially rejected us <laughs> because Angela had written motherfucker. <laughs> In our podcast description. <laughs> that gives so us we cred. got rejected for a while. <laughs> yeah. And then we had to resubmit and they finally allowed us because we put some, uh, I just changed the words a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you PG'd it. And so I also put some asterisks in contentment. Oh, uh, yeah. In our description of that episode because That's I didn't smart. want it to get fly or taken down. Mm -hmm. So we'll just have to, I just have to, <laughs> I have to reel her in a little bit. <laughs> I never thought I'd be the one reeling somebody in. <laughs> 
so this is interesting. So uh, make sure you check out, uh, you know, all the different places. Uh, you can give us a follow on the social medias if you like. Also on the Facebook page, uh, the website has the links to all of that stuff. And rating and reviewing really helps. Uh, it the, helps uh, so much, and we'll help attention. you. Yeah, and we'll help you. It's a, like the love yeah. of the plant that gives back. We'll be your plant. We'll be your plant. Look at that plant too. Give as well. us a name. Like Bastion had to name the childlike empress. <laughs> In the never-ending story. Oh, that's a really great Moon reference. Moonbeam. <laughs> oh, great. Shut Moon the fuck up, Brian. <laughs> is the name. Moonbeam is the name. In case you were wondering uh, about that movie, I read the book, and that's how you figure it out. The book is very dark. Really? Uh, the movie, the first never-ending story movie, is only about the first third of the actual novel. Oh my god! Now I'm gonna read. It. Oh my god! Um, it's very, very dark. The Out of Africa book, I. I just saw Out of Africa. I thought it was going to be a love story. Is that Meryl Streep? Yeah. Meryl Streep. And Redford. I thought it was a love story. No, it's about a badass Aries bitch who uses a whip to get lions off her cattle and is just has a farm in Africa and is like fighting for her people on her land. Incredible. And then like, yeah, Robert Redford shows up and kisses her a few times and he is so minuscule in this film. But now it's based on a true story. I'm determined to read the book. If anybody's read it or any of her other stuff, please tell me what's the best thing to start with because she wrote a bunch of books. She was a total badass. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, RyanSingerComedy.com. You can find all my stuff. Me and ParanormalU.com um, is my other podcast. Um, we've got all kinds of great stuff coming your way. So uh, thanks for listening. Um, uh, get those vaginas out. Get those Use vaginas, those vaginas. Rising on Instagram. Rising on Twitter if you want to follow me. Lovable on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Angela Lovell on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah so thanks for listening and thanks for engaging with us uh, ask us questions on Twitter or Instagram all that good stuff and uh, yeah and we'll see you soon or, or I guess we'll he- you'll hear us soon we'll you'll hear, hear you us soon. soon we'll see you if you send us pictures make some magic this shit's real <laughs> yeah this shit's real uh- <laughs>